Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this 100th episode of the KettleCast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 127-112 victory over the Boston Celtics. Trey Young has a massive first quarter, Danilo Gallinari has a massive game, and the Hawks ride a huge first half to a big win over the Boston Celtics. Without further ado, let's get into it. I'm so happy to be able to be recording the 100th episode of the KettleCast, and I think I'm even happier that the Hawks got a huge win, and so we can discuss some positive aspects after having a really brutal loss against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Hawks could have really let this swing all the way to the All-Star break, but they were playing a Boston Celtics team who had also played the night before and had a similarly pretty devastating loss to the Dallas Mavericks, and the Hawks came out, and they were just on fire from the get-go. Trey Young had a monster first quarter, really set the tone for this game. He scored 17 points in the first quarter, 7 of 11 from the field. Three of those makes were three-pointers, three rebounds, three assists. And then Danilo Gallinari got in at the end of the first quarter and hit his first two threes at what would be the beginning of a historic night for the Italian player. And it was just the Hawks were on fire. That first half really set the tone for the Hawks and did not let the Celtics get into the game and it really looked like a a rested team in the Hawks going against a team that had come off the first night of a back-to-back in the Celtics. Uh, That first quarter the Hawks outscored the Celtics 40 to 27. Um, The Hawks had some extremely hot shooting just in the first and second quarters combined. At the end of the first quarter the Hawks went on a 10-0 run and then they began the second quarter on a 10-0 run so it was a uh, combined 20-0 run for the Hawks. And uh, Danilo Gallinari came in at the end of that first quarter, and then he played about the entire second quarter just because of how hot he was He was shooting the ball. He would ultimately make his first uh, seven three-pointers. Um, Danilo just couldn't miss. It, it was an incredible showing for Danilo Gallinari. And it, he got so, so in the game that uh, while Trey had a logo three-pointer, we got the Gallo logo shot where he made a three-pointer from the – Beautiful mosaic hawk symbol at the in the middle of State Farm Arena, and then he followed that up by hitting another kind of Trey Young deep three on the left side of the court. And um, from that point on, I mean Gallo was just balling. At the end of the first quarter, Trey Young and Danilo Gallinari had tied the Boston Celtics forty nine points to forty nine points, um, and the Hawks, to their credit, on a move that wasn't like most of this season never let the Celtics get back into the game. There wasn't any doubt. There wasn't any uh, period of time during this game where the Celtics even really got close. The Hawks were able to not only maintain a lead, but push the lead all the way up to 27 points at different times. And then while they only ended up winning the game by 15 points, I don't think that was really reflective of how dominant the Hawks were. Um, The Celtics sent in their Uh, bench at the end of the fourth quarter or actually about halfway through the fourth quarter and I'll say those bench guys um, were a big shot in the arm for the Celtics they hit a bunch of a bunch of threes and closed the gap of this game Tremont Waters hit a couple threes who played with Skylar Mays at LSU and Carson Edwards hit a couple threes we got to see Taco fall but the Celtics regulars just did not have it going um, it, they looked, like, again, like a team that had come off a of back-to-back. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two all-stars, 
Um, had particularly poor night shooting the ball. Jason Tatum was frustrated all night. He was 4 of 20 from the field, only 1 of 8 from three-point line. He was so frustrated he got a technical foul in the second half and just never really got going. Jalen Brown played a little bit better coming back to Atlanta to play. Um, he was 6 of 16 from the field, didn't make any three-pointers, but was 5 of 5 from the free-throw line, had 17 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists. Jeff Teague came back and started for the Celtics. The Celtics aren't playing Kimba on second nights of back-to-back, and the Celtics really miss Kimba. Kimba destroyed the Hawks um, in the second game in Boston last week, and without Kimba, the the Celtics really did not have any uh, flow on the offensive side of the ball. The Hawks really just came out and stunned the Celtics with that 40-point performance in the first quarter and the Celtics had had nothing to go with on the offensive side of the ball. They were trying everything, especially Jason Tatum was forcing a lot of shots and nothing was falling. And while uh, Jeff Teague didn't have a terrible game, he had 14 points and five assists, he just really didn't have anything to go at Trey. The Celtics really made a concerted effort at the beginning of the third quarter to try to go right at Trey and get back into the game that way by taking uh, Trey Young out of the game. But it, it, they never were able to, besides a 7-1 seven seven run at the beginning of that third quarter, the Celtics never really put anything together that um, cut into the lead. It was just uh, kind of body blow after body blow from one Danilo Gallinari. Danilo ultimately finished this game making 10 three-pointers, a new Hawks record. The Hawks as a team made 23 uh, three-pointers, which is another franchise record. And it was just fun to watch Danilo get loose in that first half. He came in uh, he came in for John Collins at the end of the first quarter and made his first two threes. And then his second quarter was just magnificent. Gallo hit, had 18 points in that second quarter. He was 6 of 8 from the field, 5 of 6 from three-point land, one hit a free throw and had two rebounds. And him shooting the ball was just it, – it was beautiful. I mean – he got going, and then his teammates were finding him. I thought, in particular, Tony Snell did a good job of finding Gallo, and uh, Rajon Rondo as well. Kevin Herter had an assist to, to Gallo, but Gallo was uh, taking open threes at the beginning of it, and then once he had hit his first four or so threes, he started to take some really deep threes. Uh, we and you, we usually get logo Trey. He takes those threes from whatever logo. In this case, the stained glass uh Atlanta Hawks logo and Gallinari hat was feeling it and pulled from the stained glass logo and drained it next time down the court he was on the left side of the court another 30 foot bomb just drilled it and it was just it was really I think the best word to describe this entire game was cathartic the Hawks had that brutal loss of Cleveland Cavaliers game on the road a game they should have won a game they didn't play particularly well in and to come back to Atlanta, to State Farm Arena, to get in those MLK jerseys, which are just really, really beautiful, and that core that's so beautiful, and then to just unload on the Celtics had to feel really good. And after the game, Coach Pierce was asked, you know, what's it like to see John, uh, to see Danilo Gallinari get that hot, and what do you tell him? And uh, Coach Pierce was just like, not to take him off the court, keep him in there. And he said he asked Gallinari, what what how many minutes he thought he could go and Gallinari said I can go 48 minutes coach um I think Gallo got a little tired in the second half he ultimately after hitting eight threes in the first half he ultimately finished the night with uh 10 um 
And even Trey Young was saying after the game they were hoping to get Gallo the NBA record, which is 15. So they were feeding Gallo and trying to get him there. But uh, just a wonderful shooting performance from Gallo. He even was able to use some of the gravity of him shooting the ball so effectively to get some of his teammates easy looks and to get to the basket himself. But it was just a monstrous performance. Um, And I think one that not only the Hawks needed, but Danilo needed himself. Um, he has not been playing particularly well. He had, his shots had gone down a little bit and he just hadn't seemed to be as effective, especially after that, uh, rolling of his ankle and to see him get rolling and just keep going the whole game. It was really nice to see. And if that's the kind of gallo that the Hawks can get, it's really dangerous for the Hawks to have three point shooters around Trey Young. Trey Young ultimately had a really nice game. He played 34 minutes was 12 of 23, 5 of 11 from three-point land, had 33 points, four rebounds, uh, seven assists. He did have four turnovers, and just a really solid game from Trey. He set the tone of this game, I thought, in that first quarter and was really aggressive the entire game. I think one small quibble I have with Trey's game is when the Hawks are up as large as they are, maybe not to go for some of his home run plays. There were a few times when the Hawks are up – you know, 18, 19 points, and they can continue to push the lead. And Trey makes some of these full-court passes, especially to guys like Tony Snell and even Onyeka Okongwu, guys who just maybe aren't going to be able to catch his passes, that turns into a turnover that the Hawks maybe aren't necessarily have to have. Um, And I think sometimes also Trey, I mean, one thing that's just wonderful about Trey is he does get caught up in the moment. He's He is excited. He does want to make those home run plays, and you don't want to take that out of his game. But when the Hawks are playing so well in their offense, I wish he would maybe move the ball. It's going to come back to him and uh, just not dribble at the top or come down and settle for a long three-pointer to start a possession. I wish he would you know, move the ball around, get everybody involved, and then take that three uh, once the balls come back to him. But when he has a game as effective as he did against the Celtics and when he's just as efficient as he is to start the game and really, you know, set the tone for the Hawks and put a ton of pressure on the opposing team to, you know, you got to keep up with the Hawks or keep up with how much the Hawks are scoring or y'all are going to be blown out. You know, that's what Trey needs to do. And for the Hawks to build a 13-point lead in the first quarter, that's the type of team that the Hawks can be, and I hope to continue to see that going forward. John Collins only had to play 25 minutes. When Danilo gets to go going as hot as he is, you know, John doesn't have to play as long. John still got a double-double of 14 points and 11 rebounds. He also had one block. And there was some question of if he would start the game. Of course, he didn't play the second half in Cleveland, and he had to go through the concussion protocol to even suit up and play this game. And he was part of the really strong first quarter. Uh, he had a three-pointer. And he was, you know, he, him and Capella are always running the floor. And John is a guy who is able to corral the really long passes from Trey Young. So it was good to see John have a really good game after that kind of scary uh, moment in Cleveland. Tony Snell was in the starting lineup once again. Uh, Reddish did not play against the Celtics. He was out um, taking care of his right Achilles. Uh, His right Achilles had some soreness in it. And Tony Snell stepped in, and of course, he was, you know, four of eight from the field. All four of his makes were three-pointers. He had 12 points, four rebounds, four assists. And Tony Snell, in particular, was looking to get uh, Danilo Gallinari as many three-pointers as Danilo was going to take. 
Um, it's funny to see Snell to be in such a uh, passing mood when he's one of the Hawks' best three-point shooters. He's been shooting the ball as well as anyone has for the Hawks, but he was really trying to get uh, Gallinari as many threes as, as the Italian would take. Um, Kevin Herter, obviously, you know, there aren't going to be shots for everyone when Trey and Gallo are shooting the ball as well as they are, and Herter kind of took some of that. He was only two of seven. He hit one three-pointer. He had five points. Clint Capella wasn't really needed. The Hawks got outscored in the paint, uh, 58 to 42 by Boston, but the Hawks were shooting so many more threes than the Celtics and making them that, you know, Capella just didn't have a lot to work with. He was three of six from the field. He did make three out of four free throws for nine points. He had nine rebounds. He did have three blocks, and I thought he was a little bit of a force in the middle, especially against Jason Tatum. Um, the Celtics did seem to make it a, an effort to go into the paint and try to challenge the Hawks there, but the Hawks were shooting the ball so effectively from the perimeter when you're trading twos for threes, it's just a losing battle. Off the bench, I thought Oneko Kongwu had a pretty good game. He was two of three from the field, uh, made one of two free throws for five points and four rebounds. And finally, Skylar Mays continues his steady play. He had four points, all came off free throws, and then he had five assists. And so when the Hawks are able to get 27 assists as a team and seven of those assists come from Trey, the team's passing the ball well. They had multiple uh, players with four or more assists. That included Tony Snell, Kevin Herter, um, and Skylar Mays. And when the ball's moving, I, that's kind of when the Hawks are playing their best basketball. So hopefully that'll continue going forward. For the Celtics, they just did not have it. They looked like a team coming off the second night of a back-to-back and um, after getting kind of shell-shocked in that first half. And then Gallinari having such a wonderful second quarter and you know continuing his hot shooting through the entire game. They just did not have an answer for the Hawks. Um, to start the third quarter, they sort of went right at Trey Young and were trying to get Trey out of the game. But um, after that 7-1 to one run, there just really wasn't a lot that the Celtics were able to do effectively. Uh, it was a weird game in the third quarter. Um, after being such such great basketball in that first half, it got really sloppy. Uh, teams missing multiple layups. Both teams going up and down in, in transition and not able to score. And uh, Marcus Smart, who did not play in the game, got a technical uh, during that period. It, it was just a really weird, really weird um, third quarter. But ultimately, the Hawks were able to build their lead all the way up to 27 points and then really not let the Celtics get back into it. I thought a really telling stat for the Hawks was just how well they shot the ball in that first half. They shot 65% from three-point land, um, which was even better than 62% from the field. Uh, just a big-time win from the Hawks, one against somebody that, you know, the Celtics, as a Hawks fan, I'm not a Celtics fan. I really don't like the Celtics, so it was great to get a win over the Celtics, and it had to feel really good for the Hawks. Now, going forward, they play the OKC Thunder on Friday, at the start of a road trip before the All-Star break where they'll go play the Thunder, uh, the Heat, and the Magic. And hopefully the Hawks are able to build a little bit off this win. They had that really tough losing streak, and now they've kind of broken that up. They had a really nice win over the Nuggets and a really nice win over the Celtics, but they haven't strung together any wins in any sort of winning streak, and that's kind of the next step I see for the Hawks. Um, there was a little bit of like uh, hope or just a positive sign. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich 
was shooting before the game. I don't know if the Hawks are going to be able to get him back before the All-Star game, but, but it is good to see him out there taking practice shots before a game. And that would be a much-needed uh, lift off the bench. The Hawks have been without now Cam Reddish. Obviously have not seen Chris Dunn this season. No DeAndre Hunter. And if the Hawks could, could get any reinforcements off the bench, it would be big time. It's wonderful to get a huge performance from Danilo Gallinari. He scored 38 points, which is masterful. 10 of 12 from three-point land, six rebounds, two assists, and two steals. And the Hawks were plus 25 when Danilo was on the court. But you're not going to get that performance every night. You're not going to get 10 threes uh, from the rooster. Uh, so to have other guys who can come off the bench, whether that's Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, you know, get DeAndre Hunter back, just to really add to the depth of this team would really help. But the next step for the Hawks is to get some uh, wins back-to-back. And the the teams they play before the All-Star break, really it, the Hawks have an opportunity to go in on and get really hot. They can get a win in OKC where they'll play um, former Hawk Al Horford, and then they go and play the Heat and the Magic. Uh, the Heat are playing be- better basketball, but the Hawks certainly have an opportunity to go into the all-star break feeling really good about themselves if they go in and take care of business against some of these teams. I think they should kind of showed a blueprint on how they can get wins by really taking it to the other team in the first quarter. And I would like to see them try to replicate that, especially it was nice to see Trey Young be, be extremely uh, aggressive in that first quarter, not necessarily trying to get his teammates going, but get the team going by being just so offensively potent himself and then pushing his teammates the rest of the way. So um, just awesome win. Awesome for me to be able to talk about a huge historic performance. You know, Danilo Gallinari breaks Steve Smith's record, franchise, rec- franchise record on threes in a game. And the Hawks themselves break the franchise record for threes in a game. Um, for the 100th episode of the Kettlecast, you know, big shout out to the Hawks for doing that. I, I know they they were right on top of it. They knew this was the 100th episode and knew I needed a little bit of a bang to talk about. So big shout out to the Hawks. But I also want to thank you for listening to all these episodes of the Kettlecast. It's been so fun to be able to talk about the Hawks and bring my fandom out. Um, so I will hopefully will be continuing to share that fandom with y'all for the next 100 episodes. But um, the Hawks got a big win against Boston. They now go on the road before the All-Star break. Uh, at 14 and 18 hopefully they can you know maybe get up to 500 before the all-star break but we'll see what happens with the hawks versus the okc thunder on friday go hawks thank you for catching this episode of the kettlecast you can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com and if you can leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your kettlecast that is a huge help to me go hawks